Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. On today's episode, we are talking with Elizabeth McCravey. She's a Nashville-based website designer and business strategist. She designs strategic and fun website templates for female entrepreneurs. But today, we're focusing on her journey utilizing Dubsado to grow her business to six figures plus. Yes. We're talking behind the scenes about what features that she loves most about Dubsado, what order of importance she recommends for you to set up using Dubsado's features in order to get get stuff off your plate so you can focus on clients and actually scale. So she was able to scale to six figures by herself, but only, and she says this, only because of Dubsado. And so if scaling is in your future, clients are in your future, this episode is going to be good. We also do a little sneak peek onto how Elizabeth has set up Dubsado to use for her podcast guest inquiries that we're absolutely going to copy and paste for our own strategies. And then I gave her the very tough question of if Dubsado only had one feature and one feature only, what would it be? So I hope this one is really eye-opener for you for different strategies that you guys could use to implement in Dubsado in your client-based business, or if you have anything like a podcast or guest blogging or anything related to getting people interested in being on or doing something for your business, let's get those workflows set up and get it set up with Dubsado. If you don't have Dubsado yet, word on the street is you can try it. It's true. You can try Dubsado for free for your first three clients by going to bossproject.com slash Dubsado. Once you sign up and you book those people, you get paid clients in the door. You're going to want to upgrade. Annual's the best deal. And when you use our code, you're going to get 50% off your first month or your first year with code BOSSPROJECT. Hey, Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Well, we're pumped to talk with another Dubsado rock star, as we've been calling them. I don't know. Maybe that's only been internal. I'm not sure we ever actually said that out loud I think it's on the podcast. Now. It's, a thing it's officially a thing. <laughs> but you've clearly made yourself known to the Dubsado team. They were they had very nice things to say about you. And so we are excited to kind of dive into your story and how you've utilized them to book more clients, attract more clients, interweave it into your own website design, all of that jazz. But I want to kind of start with where things began for you. Like when did Dubsado come into your life, into your business? Where were you at when you started? And like, how has it kind of transformed for you over time? 
Yeah. So, okay. So I started my business about four and a half years ago. So that was when Dubsado was fairly new themselves. Yeah. I think, I think we were starting about the same time, but I started doing one-to-one design works so like branding and website design. And even a little bit early on, I was like kind of doing the Jane of all trades thing. So I was also doing social media management and things like that. So I had a lot of clients I was juggling between early on and I was at a local networking event in Nashville and was talking to a gal there about the struggles I was having in my business as a service business of like, I literally would have sticky notes where I'm like, okay, this client's invoice is due on this date. And I got to remember to like make the invoice. I was making every invoice manually in Adobe Illustrator for each client. You see like a template. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But it was like uh, every contract in Adobe Illustrator having to like, everything was in my head. Basically I had no workflows, no real systems. And I was still able to like attract and get great clients at that point Mm -hmm. in my business, but was just all over the place internally. And she told me about Dubsado. At the time, neither of us knew how to spell it or say it. She was like, I think it's like Dub Esto or something (laughs) like that. And then then I was able to find it after she told me about it and started a trial then. And really like my business grew like alongside so many of the updates and things they've added over the years. But a cool thing when I think back on it, like early on in my business, I was doing services. Now I do more, I sell website templates and do a lot more product and course type stuff. But when I was building up my design business, it was just me. I didn't have a team at that time. And it was like Dubsado was my team, like that whole software was and was able to build that business, just the service side to six figures and like past that just with like me and Dubsado. Yeah. I love that. We tell our students all the time, you and just you can get yourself to six figures if you have systems to back you up because you can't be the one doing all of the work. Like that's not going to be the thing. But oftentimes I think so many of our listeners are like, okay, yeah, but I can't afford to outsource. I can't afford to hire that VA to do the things. And I love that when we're like picking your guys' brains about how you're using Dubsado, it's just been the one of the very first things that you guys implemented to take so many things off of your plate in order to grow. So I would love to talk about, first of all, I want to share, I think the funniest pronunciation I've heard of Dubsado we've had here on the show. I think someone said Dubsado and I did not correct them because I loved it. I want to now rename Dubsado as Dubsado because I think it's adorable. So that's, that's a new petition I'm going to be creating for you guys. So I want to take it back though to the very beginning of, okay, you're like, hey, here's this new software. Someone recommended it to you. Okay, cool, cool, cool. great. Also, so many of our listeners feel really overwhelmed with the task of Dubsado in and of itself, where to start, what to take off my plate first. And we've heard some from other amazing rock stars, but what was your first thing that you're like, if I can get this automated, if I can get this off my plate, it's going to enable me to do what? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing I actually did at the time was contracts and invoice. Cause like I said, that was a huge headache for me of like manually doing that. So, you know, for these different types of projects, cause then, again, then I was doing a lot of different types of services, but they all had the same standard contract. So putting that into Dubsado and then, you know, you can customize it to autofill their name, change out the dates, ask extra questions on all of that. So I think I started with getting that set up and then packages for invoice 
invoices. And then the contact form. I feel like that's a great place to start because that way that's where all of your leads come into. And then you can kind of, as you go, set up the extra things on each individual client of like, okay, one project, let me make a workflow for this. Let me, you know, make the questionnaire, like the onboarding questionnaire and things like that. Right. And I think building it as you go just only makes sense to me. I can't quite imagine attempting to come out with all of it out of thin air because some of it's like, I wouldn't remember until I was in the middle of that point in the process. What questions do I even need to ask or what's relevant? Or, oh, I forgot I should have asked XYZ thing. Why didn't I do that? But I think building it as you go just is such an obvious answer. How I noticed you mentioned that you were actually able to build it out in a way that how you were using Dubsado literally helped you attract the clients themselves. And I'm curious how that is working for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a few tips I can share on that, that I've, I've talked about quite a bit at this point, but I, I love talking about how with Dubsado specifically, you can use it to attract traffic to your website and also get leads. Cause we think of it as like, okay, you have a client now here's how to run the project, but you can actually do it so a lot with Dubsado on the front end to get those leads in to then become clients. So like one huge tip I would give on that is making sure the first step towards working with you feels easy and feels painless and actually very mm-hmm. pleasant. And that's a mistake I see a lot of Dubsado users make is like the, you can do so much with the contact form and, and you know, you can get like all these different check marks and you can ask for dates and ask for every question under the sun if you wanted to. So we can want to do that. Like, oh, it's so fun to like customize a lot. So you add too many questions, but then we have to remember that this potential client, one, you're probably not the only person they're reaching out to. So it's nice to have something easy. They might be filling out a lot of other people's contact forms. They also might be on their cell phone, which means answering a thousand questions about their business is going to feel like, ugh, like this is too much, too many things. And making it just easy and getting like the minimum amount of information you need to take the next step. And then that next step could be like an application form they get in the automated email after the contact form. But really just keeping it simple. So I usually recommend the questions being first and last name, email address, a drop down menu for like which service they want, which then you can automate into workflows. A spot to ask like a generalized, like write their message in and then asking how they heard about you. And that's typically all you really need. I love that. I think I forget, like people forget the amount of blocks that we accidentally put in front of people. I know there's countless times where even where we wanted to reach out, hire, work, collaborate, whatever. And we're the type of questions are just like the even stuff. I know you guys want to know it as service providers, like been there. I want to know all the things too, but like stuff about dates and budget. I think those are the two questions that so many people want to ask because I get it. It's such a vetting type of question. But if your client like doesn't even know how to answer that question, they're not going to. So then they're not going to finish your form. And if you could have had a conversation with that person instead, or even training in like a workflow to like educate them on pricing or something like that, I feel like that could convert higher on the back end. Do you see that true in your client case? 
Yes. I mean, yeah, you just hit it perfectly with that concept of the budget and the date. Because one, all of us want to grow our businesses to a point where we're getting asked to do things like what we're doing right now of being on a podcast. If your whole contact form is like, when do you want your wedding to be? When would you like your start date to be? It's like, this person looks at that and is like, yeah, it's like, this isn't relevant. So at the very least, I always say put an email address on your contact page so that a media inquiry can like bypass the whole contact form. But with the budget, I mean, the answer to that, when you just say, what is your budget and leave just a big blank space is the lowest possible option. Like that's what they want to pay in all cases, even if they're, you know, running the best of the best, they still are wanting your lowest possible price. So it's really not a good question on the first form. Yep. I always like to put, when I was doing a service, I was started out as a photographer. I didn't have Dubsado, but on my forms or emails or whatever, and I put it everywhere on my website, I said, clients should expect to spend. And then I put like my average range. So they at least were new if they were in the ballpark or not, because Mm -hmm. I also like that as a consumer to be like, okay, but can I even afford you? And like, I don't want to take this conversation further if it's going to get embarrassing if like your price is way out of what I'm expecting to spend. So I like to do ballparks, but I feel like maybe this even onboarding question form isn't the place for that. If you're doing that educating in other places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How is that translated over time? Because I know initially you were using this to build one-on-one client work. How if at all, and I don't know the answer, are you incorporating it now that you're selling more one-to-many? Like, are you still utilizing Dubsado on the back end to help you run your business? Yeah. So it does look different now. I mean, I still take some one-to-one clients, but more like three a year and at like a higher price point. And with that, I'm doing like a whole custom branding, custom website, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But we use the Debsados contact forms as like an entry point for my podcast of like people who are wanting to be guests. For my general contact form, we use workflows for everything after it still. And then I use it for invoicing still sometimes, but I do have like a shop now where that's where, you know, payments are mostly coming in from and things like that. But I think even if like, if you are just like, I want a really solid contact form system, yeah. like the price of Dubsado is going to be like absolutely worth it if that was yeah. literally all you were doing. Cause yeah. I love it of like not having, like for my podcast, you Can know, it's sends- about that a little more because <laughs> we literally don't do that and I don't know why. So, yeah, can we talk about how, you I mean, how are people pitching themselves to you guys? And just in our inbox. <laughs> Yeah, which is so annoying to a lot of... We pay someone to do that, but we could even make her life better by... So yeah, let's... Can we shift gears and walk through how you do this for your podcast? Yeah. I mean, I, so we have a page like about my show and then there's an option to suggest a guest or like apply to be a guest. Mm. And then they click on that and it opens like within the actual page of the website, a Dubsado form. It asks, one question they ask is like, have you actually listened to the podcast? Which I appreciate because I'm sure y'all get this even more than me, but so many cold pitches where it's just like some older man who does real estate who wants to talk about it on your show and you're like this is not no. relevant you're sending no, us a thousand Bob, people get out of here. <laughs> exactly so it kind of weeds that out a little bit because then they'll have to honestly say no that like they'll say i found you through so and so but it sends an automated email after that says we don't really take guest applications this way but we'll reach out if it's a good fit but otherwise this is the end of the conversation this is it <laughs> It's a little nicer than that. <laughs> but it's, y'all should totally do that though. I can see it benefiting you a lot. 
Yeah. yeah. Allie's I, like, please set that up. So I don't have to respond to these people. <laughs> yeah. A 500 episodes later. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think that's such a like tangible way, regardless of what you're doing, that you could really, because the whole point of a contact form at the end of the day is you trying to find a fit and you don't need a ton of information to assess that. And I think, and not that you can't have fit related kind of stopping points throughout your process because you're 
contact form is just like waving kind of thing. Like it's just like the very beginning stages. You might have a conversation or you might have another stop point in your workflow where you're still weeding out more people and that's okay. I'd love to know what about that do you feel like has really helped even in the past you focus more on implementing your client projects and less on the admin side of your business? Yeah. I mean, well, I think another thing that really relates to the contact form is an entry point and then also being able to work on your actual client work after that is like one thing I love about Dubsado is that you can do workflows based on a drop down menu of options for what they're interested in and then send them an immediate email from you that's customized because you're able to like put your their name into it. So like, hey, you know, Emily, and then it goes into the thing that's already pre-written by you. And that allows you to actually just focus more on the client work you're already doing because that lead is already starting to be nurtured, even though you haven't been able to respond to them right then. And something I love, love, love talking about that I just think every business owner, even if you're not service-based, should really consider doing is that automated email right after the contact form. Because leads are reaching out to you at all times of day. You're not the only person they're reaching out to, like 90% of the time, especially people like like myself as a designer, coaches, even photographers, especially. You might be one of like 10 people. They're emailing all the same time. They're Google searching. They're on Instagram, looking at hashtags and finding people, filling out the contact form, searching for prices. And the person who gets remembered is the person who sends the first email. And you know, when it's like a Friday night at 8 PM on your time zone and you're not sitting at your computer, you're not going to write them back immediately. So you can go ahead and start that process of nurturing them with a really like kind, welcoming, giving some content already to them Mm -hmm. to start that process of them becoming like not just a lead, but a client. Yep. This is what we talk about with our students all the time when, you know, I think there's always the conversation, right? If not only how can you scale one-on-one business with it just being you, but -hmm. how can you charge premium prices? And I think it's stuff like this that people are forgetting and not realizing that makes a super valuable client experience where... What if you are the only one responding back after a contact form? Like as simple as that is, as free as that costs you, like what if that's really the thing that makes a difference in you converting faster or getting higher quality leads? I remember it's like super simple stuff, right? Where I have a membership outside of here just for makers and it's an automated response that I set up that I edited. When I have members join, I like welcome them and it sends a message to them right to their inbox and welcomes them. So it's not necessarily a contact, but it's still like they made a behavior and then I'm the first person I'm like reaching out within like a couple of hours of them joining thanking them for joining them, asking a question. I've had multiple people talk about how like, it just makes me feel so welcome and it makes me feel seen. And like, I'm already a part of the community. And it's stuff like that, that you're doing when you're reaching out and saying something right after someone fills this out. Because like, I don't know, I felt ghosted plenty of times after filling out a contact form and you forget who you've reached out to. And then it's weeks, days or weeks go by. So I think it's one of those things where it's such little effort for the service provider to set up, but it makes a huge impact in your client, I don't know, ability to scale and grow. Did you set up any sort of like immediate action they could take after filling out a contact form? Like 
setting up a discovery call with you or something like that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, at different times in my business, I've done it different ways. So for people who you're like, hey, I want clients right now. Like I'm actively like, please pay me. Like you're not waitlisted or anything like that. I'd say in that follow-up email, put a link to the Dubsado call scheduler and have them take that next step right then. Or even putting a link to schedule a call with you directly on your contact page. I did that at a season in my business where I ended up going from like, you know, like most designers are where you're like, oh, I really hope a client books me this next month. So I have a client to being like completely booked out for the entire year because I was letting people hop on the call with me quickly. And I know a lot of people don't want to do that because it's like, what if they're a bad lead? Like, what if they're awkward? What if they don't have the right budget? All of that. But for me, I think it was really powerful doing that because I got better at discovery calls and you only get better at it if you talk to people who are like, you know, the wrong budget or ask you awkward questions. And it helps you get better at like the craft of like sales calls. So I did that of like taking tons of calls that way through that being one of the steps in that follow-up email. But another step I love adding that I think any service provider should put is asking them like a PS, come follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is for you to see a behind the scenes mm-hmm. of what's happening. And that's something, it's so interesting because again, I used Dubsado still. So people who are like reaching out about templates, they get that as a PS. People are reaching out about my podcast, get that as a PS. And I'll see like, okay, this email comes in that I have a new lead in Dubsado. Oh, a new Instagram follower, like back to back because people click over and do that. And that's another way you can keep nurturing them and they're getting to know you over there when they might not have otherwise. That's really smart. Yeah. I think those are great steps. And I think it's, I love that you're differentiating between different seasons in your business because I think it's easy to think I'm going to set this up once and this is how I'm always going to operate. And it's just not, Like quit being so married to the way it's set up now. Like it can change and evolve over time. I literally, and the only reason I knew it was a Dipsado form is because I can smell one a mile away. Okay. (laughs) But I, I literally filled one out yesterday. It was contact form. The thank you page was the book, the call. And that felt like a really awesome next step. Cause I was like, the form it's whatever. Like I'm sure it helped her, but it, I need to talk to the person, you know, like, yeah. cause I, you're right. I'm a client who is searching for something and like hunting around for things. And I get way more out of a call is a prospect yeah, than well, I do as a, as seeing client, someone's if, website. If we're in the headspace yeah. of, I want to book now, I feel like booking the call enables us to make that decision faster too, instead of just mm-hmm. like going through a workflow or whatever. So I feel like sometimes as service-based the provider, we're like, I don't know, hesitant about that step, or we need to insert stuff in between that step. But I don't know. I feel like we forget that there are some people who like are fast decision makers and who maybe have been following us already yeah. or got based off of a really good referral where they don't actually need anything. They're like already to make that decision. So like, let's not prevent that from happening. 
Yeah. I mean, when you think about the fact, like we were saying of like, they're reaching out to people besides you, if they're able to already talk to you on the phone and they still haven't heard back from that other Mm -hmm. person, it's like, you're have such a leg up in the whole situation. And I think back to, there was a particular time my husband and I were going on vacation. We wanted to book a photographer in this different area. So I reached out just to tons of photographers in the area of like, okay, from Instagram, found them, filled out like five or six contact forms. I had literally already booked the photographer by the time most of them had written me back because she had an automated email after she asked me to schedule a call. It was like, boom, boom, boom. We made it happen. And then I had someone else write me back and say, Hey, actually I'm available for that date. Here's my pricing. I'm like, you already missed me. already booked someone. (laughs) Yeah. And that, I mean, that's just how behavior is now. Like, I feel like five years ago, 10 years ago, like people just were slower to make a lot of these decisions, but e-commerce, things like Amazon have <laughs> spoiled our, like we, I we make decisions and we move on. <laughs> yeah. Really like, oh, I'd like to do brand photos. How about next Tuesday? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like, like I think we aren't those clients. Oh no, we, we are those clients. <laughs> and I think we just, we have to model our business the way off of people are behaving today in the market. And especially if we've been doing this a while, it's easy to want to base it on, well, this is how I've done it for ever or what? I don't know. It's time to evolve as much as that's hard. I'm still the person who's like, how do you make a TikTok? Like, like <laughs> me too. Yeah. You don't even know like, how to I, I still haven't done that. No, <laughs> it's no. fine. I'm not suggesting that's the point, but I think you get, and I'm not old. Okay. I totally know we have listeners much, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still the old lady who's like, I can't learn something new, but it doesn't mean I'm not like influenced by the way the rest of the world is working. So my buying behavior is still shifted, even if I don't want to learn new things anymore. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the cool thing about the Psato, right? Is you can easily tweak a part of your workflow, contact right. process, thank you page, whatever, based on different buying behaviors for what people are doing right now. Because I'm sure a lot of things shifted even this year with cancellations and delays and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Have you inserted any other pages like dynamically directly to your website from Dubsado? Yeah. I mean, well, I think this is what you mean, but I have custom thank you pages that I designed myself on show it, which is the website builder I use that Dubsado, they fill out the form on Dubsado and then it redirects to that page. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's not a Dubsado page, but I do love that, that you can create like a custom thank you page after someone fills out the form in addition to that workflow mm-hmm. email they get right after. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if you had like a public proposal or any sort of like, cause you couldn't build other landing pages that ultimately just become part of your website. Yeah. I've done that a little bit. I mean, I, so one thing I've done in seasons, again, what y'all were saying of like staying with like what your business needs at that time, but I still kind of have it like this right now. I kind of taken it off my website altogether, but working one-on-one with me for a brand and website, it then gives them a public application form that they fill out where I am asking some of those kind of annoying questions, like <laughs> what's your budget with a drop down, which I think is key of like giving them a range. Give me options. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that are like actually in 
it tells you right there of like what the actual cost will likely be. But I have that as like a public questionnaire that they go to from there and then fill it out and submit it. And then they get in another workflow where they get a follow-up email saying that I'm going to look at it and get back to them and scheduling a call and all that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. That makes sense. Okay. So I want to know, I'm going to put you on the spot for if Dipsado dwindled everything down to only offer one feature, what's the one thing that you would want it to do in your business? That's a good question. I would pick probably questionnaires only because I think it's all amazing. It's hard to choose, honestly, between like the contact form and workflows and all that. But I really love how like much interesting stuff you can do with questionnaires. Cause I mean, I literally use them from like, here's the so here's asking client for feedback on the project. Here's onboarding them with a questionnaire, offboarding them with a questionnaire, asking for like them to sign off on stuff with questions. I mean, there's so much you can do. So I would say like the questionnaire feature is probably like my actual favorite. Yeah. Asking mm-hmm. clients to sign off on stuff. How do you utilize it for that? That's really cool. Yeah. So for that, I'm actually using a sub agreement. So like the subcontract option, which is, it's basically like a, a mini contract, I guess how I would describe it. But I learned the hard way as a designer that like, once they say, Hey, the logos are good to go or whatever it is, they might've missed something. And then they're like, Oh wait, can you go back and change that? But you've already made like all the final files. So what I do is I have them sign off and it says in the agreement, if you have to make changes to it after signing this additional cost might like it'll cost more money. So it basically makes them take serious that last step before. Yeah. Like really looking at it. I have like one time we had a typo, which was like insane to me. That's only happened to me once. I was like, how did we get, and I'm actually like a horrible designer. I promise I'm not, (laughs) But, but it was like, how did we get this far when none of us noticing that? And that was what like really got us was like looking at that. I get it. You look at it a zillion times and you just don't even see it anymore. But I think having people sign off on that is such a critical piece of the puzzle. I have friends who still work one-on-one with people in the horror stories. I'm like, why did you not have that? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's she, if we had implemented that when we did clients, would have stuck with clients longer because it was like, you want what now? You said you were done. <laughs> you, I'm right. Oh my gosh. Like I horror story of a friend who did a logo in a day, kind of like quick project, but involved, had checkpoints throughout the day. You have to approve it three times at different points in the project, blah, blah, blah. Literally got to the end, had all the final stuff. And she's like, actually, I want to basically redo the whole thing. Oh, and she's gosh. like, um, excuse me, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so that you had better. checkpoints for a reason. And because there was no like specific contract in place for what those actually meant, it was like her word against the client's word. And I just yeah. literally, I just died a little inside and it just, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> Oh, that's why contracts, I mean, are so essential. And it's something too that like, when you first start with that, it's like, you might be like, I don't know even what to put in this, but it really can grow and evolve with situations like that, where you learn, Mm -hmm. okay, I need to have something in there about this. And your contract just keeps growing and it's a template. And then you just have to reapply it every time as it's been updated. So yeah, that is a horror story though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would die. Okay. Let's head into talk strategy to me. And I would love to hear, I don't know, three to five takeaways from you about someone who's been using Dipsado for a second, but maybe wants it to finally like, okay, 
fully replace that VA or be a VA basically, not replace, to scale to six figures? What are the like crucial steps that you feel like are really critical for to get someone from just like handful, but really scaling? Yeah. I mean, well, some of the things we've already talked about of like making sure the contact form is a great entry point, setting up workflows that come out of the different options. So the client's already being nurtured, even though you have not responded to them because it's a Friday night or whatever, and you're doing your thing. Um, So having that set up well, going ahead and making a contract template that's just starting from where you're at right now and making sure that's ready to go so you can apply it to every project. And then another thing too, I would say that is, is really important is like making a exit form to close out projects. That's something that's going to help you continue to like improve your business and allows you to, to get really great testimonials from your clients versus just saying, Hey, will you write me a testimonial? But instead sending them a complete form with questions that guide them of what to talk about and then asking them for feedback too. I love to ask clients for criticism, constructive criticism. And I'll say, this is only for me, but like, can you tell me what could I have improved on? And asking that question at the end will likely even show you different things in Dubsado that you could utilize, but maybe aren't. Like maybe they say, if you're not using the portal and they say, it would have been nice to have everything in one place I could easily access. And you're like, okay, that's something I'll add in on the next project. So those would be some things of like just kind of setting that up, but especially when it comes to the booking client side of things, I think that initial, like what's happening on your contact page, what's happening on your service page to get clients in the door, making it easy, making it painless, making it fun. And then like trying to respond to emails quickly, but then having that automated email too, for when you aren't going to respond immediately. Love that. That was so helpful. Well, if you could let us know, let our listeners know where they can learn more from you, hang out with you online, see what else you've got going on, your shop, your podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So since everyone here clearly likes podcasts and I love y'all's show, by the way, I haven't said that yet, but this is such a fun, a fun show. Yeah. So I have a podcast called the breakthrough brand podcast. It's a lot of like tactical, but still like high level business strategies from things like websites to marketing, all kinds of stuff. And I show a lot of like behind the scenes of my business as well. So that's called the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. And then website templates. I sell website templates at elizabethmccravey.com. And they're really fun, fun, feminine, bold sites for show it for female entrepreneurs. And then I'm on Instagram at Elizabeth McCravey. Awesome. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.